0: Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Infinite Crypto Cruisers. Hey there, folks. My name is Brad Varnell. This is the Infinite Crypto YouTube channel. And today I am probably the most excited that I have ever been uh, to bring on this amazing guest. Uh, This is the first lady that I've had on the channel. It's not necessarily... By choice, it's just there's not a whole lot of ladies in the crypto space, especially women that are doing the amazing things that this one has. Her name is Wendy O. She really doesn't need any introduction. She has a massive, massive following on TikTok and YouTube. Um, She's just an amazing lady. I've been getting to know her through some articles and reading about her over the last few days. And I just am super excited to share you with her or share her with you. And I think this is just gonna be an amazing uh, interview and I'm looking forward to uh, all of us getting a chance to know her better. So without any further ado, Wendy O, thank you so much for coming onto the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to hang out and talk to you. And the intro was so kind and nice because I'm just a mom from LA County.
0: You know, that's one of the things that I really love about your story. Um, I know that we don't know each other real well, but one of the reasons that my YouTube channel came to existence is to pay it forward. You know, cryptocurrency has done a lot of amazing things in my life. But I've always been an entrepreneur. And one of the things that I love about crypto is I always tell my audience that it's a way for the hardworking single parents out there, the even, you know, the, the dual parent families where they're working so much that they never get a chance to spend time with their kids um, you know, that crypto is a chance for people to change their lives and to get the freedom. I don't really care about the cars and the houses and all of that stuff, but I love the fact that I'm in, I'm here in the morning when my kids wake up, I'm there to pick them up from school, all of those things. And it sounds like that was one of the things that got you excited about crypto too. Is that true?
1: Well, part of it was, so I, I had worked in healthcare, um, for about seven years, at this, I was at the same company for about ten, and I had just had my daughter. And my commute to get to work, because if you live in LA, you have to drive far if you want a decent pay a job. That's just how it is. It's kind of crazy, but anyways, um, so I was driving three hours round trip, and I would have to wake up at like four or five, actually like four in the morning. Ugh, I don't even remember the schedule. It's super crazy, super hectic. But I only saw my daughter for like an hour every day. I was getting home like at eight or nine o'clock at night. She was already in bed and i was in community college at the time and i was like okay i'm just gonna finish and go back to school and that's kind of when i found bitcoin and crypto i didn't plan for this to happen i just knew i was gonna quit my job finished my college education because that's what I was told you had to do to make money. And I didn't know about trading. I didn't really know about Bitcoin and crypto. And then I kind of re-stumbled upon it end of 2017. And um, I'm so thankful that I did because I do get to work from home now and I was able to make my dreams a reality. Um, but I didn't know it was going to be through Bitcoin or crypto. I just knew it was I was going to do it. I didn't know how.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. When I was reading up on your journey, one of the things that came to my mind is how often in life we really don't know exactly what we're going to do. You didn't plan this out five years ago. Okay, you know, I'm going to start this YouTube channel. I'm going to become this famous influencer. I'm going to do this. You just kind of took one step and then another step and, an, and another step. So it sounds like you were a lot, you know, like most of us, You were you were raised and taught to go to school, get a good education and get a good job.
1: Yeah, well, my mom, my mom was a single mom because my dad did pass away. She was illegitimate. It was not by choice. Um, So my mom was kind of had her hands full with us and she just was like, you have to go to school. That's just what you do. So that's what I did. I didn't know a whole lot about entrepreneurship. I didn't have, I didn't see anybody getting up and going to work every day. Cause my mom decided wanted to be a stay at home mom. We were super poor. Hence um, I didn't, there's a lot of things that people kids see growing up that were normal to them. I didn't get to see a lot of that. stuff, <laughs> So I didn't know. I didn't know. I just knew that I have to get up and go to school every day and that's all. Like I had to, I had to like teach myself all of these things along the way. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know what I want to do. You don't have to know what you want to do. Just keep being, doing positive things. Keep trying to educate yourself. Just keep putting yourself out there and eventually you'll figure it out.
0: I love that. And would you give, what would you advice would you give to people? I call it that are living kind of like the settle for a uh, lifestyle or, you know, they kind of have there, maybe they're, 30 40 years old they've been getting beat up by the world now for 10 or 15 or 20 years they when they were younger they had dreams of you know the Mercedes convertible but now they're settling for you know the the Honda Accord not that there's anything wrong with Hondas but how do you how do you help people turn their dream machine back on and to start believing they can have those things that they wanted out of life when they were younger
1: like for me I'm not a big car person and I don't care about like, I'll drive the same car I'll ha- I will have now for like the next 10 years and it's just a mom car. Um, I think people get so caught up in the short term that they have to have this. They have to have that to keep up with society. And really like budgeting is really, really important. Living within your means is important. Living below your means so that you can accumulate wealth and save later on. One of the things that helped me is like a lot of manifestation. I read the secret and I was like, because I used to be such a really negative person and like a lot of people like, oh, that's so silly. Like they've made fun of me, but realistically it changed my life. And somebody who struggles with like post-traumatic stress and a lot of um, trauma upbringing and different things that happened in my young adult life that were out of my control. Sometimes you get stuck in this really terrible, like depressive state and you don't know how to get out of it. I was on psych meds for a long time because you know, that's, I was taught like, you know, if you're, if you're feeling sick, you just go to the doctor, you take medication. And I wasn't taught how to really navigate through my problems. So I read that book and it just, I just, says, you know, I was kind of desperate at the time and I was like, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and do these silly manifestations. And so I would sit in my car um, right before work. Cause I, sometimes I'd get there super early cause I, you never can predict LA traffic. And I would read like, i have forced my, even though I was so depressed and I hated my life and I was so angry about having to be at this job and be away from my daughter, but I had to do it to provide, um, I just sat there. I forced myself to read like a page or five pages. And I ended up reading the entire book. And I just started doing little things to improve my quality of life. Like I would celebrate many victories. And I learned that I did learn that from my great aunt. And many victories are basically like, you know, I feel terrible today, but I'm just going to be thankful I have two eyes and I can see or that I can breathe on my own or I can chew my own food or I've got you know, 10 fingers and 10 toes and, you know, different things like that, because then it puts life in a different perspective and you're no longer just focusing on like the, all of the negative stuff. At least you can have like a minute or two minutes, or even a couple seconds of reprieve and positivity for your brain. And it's just kind of about rewiring your brain. And if you're watching this and you're like, I don't know how to do this. You don't have to know. You just start little with little teeny tiny improvements. And eventually it's like this it's like for me, it was like I was at this this top of this depressive hill and it just right when I started letting go of like all the anger and the hatred and all, whatever, it was like this fast snowball road down. But it was a good down because it took me away from this this like black, dark, yucky cloud, whatever. I don't know. But I just felt this like downward road, like I just felt free again once I started um, thinking positive things. And, you know, now I'm going through kind of a hard time. I'm having, you know, having trouble thinking positively. So I kind of force myself to write things down. Like I'll write down every day. I'm so thankful to the universe that I have a roof over my head or that my daughter's healthy, like things that we take for granted all the time.
0: Oh man, that's awesome! Thank you for burying your soul and sharing all of that with us. I, I really, I really, it's it's awesome. And one of the things, folks, you know, for those of you that are on this live, we thank you so much for being here. Hit that like button. And for those of you that watch the replay, something that Wendy said that really stuck out to me is that she read the book, "The Secret to Success," and no, I'm the a secret, firm, just
1: the secret. Or, the, or no, um, no, no,
0: the the secret. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. The, the secret, which is. Uh, I forget the exact authors. I've read it, but it's very much about manifesting into your life what you want. And it very much teaches you that what you think about all the time, you will inevitably attract into your life. And I think that so many people don't understand that. And you know, they, I like to say that success leaves clues. And it doesn't surprise me at all that you brought that up because one of the things that I've found it is almost a universal truth with people that are successful and are really having you know, a good a good life is it, that it's work. They, they take that time to educate themselves, to read the books and that the mindset is so important. We can help you all make money. The making money in crypto is probably the easier part of the journey in some ways once you kind of know what you're doing. But the keeping it and actually having the money that you may create, you know, joy and happiness in your life is probably the the part that's the hardest, and that's where these books, the mindset, and that type of stuff come in. Would you agree with that at all?
1: Well, it kind it, it kind of depends. Like, I mean, crypto is hard. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of caveats to that. Like, learning to take profit and all of that stuff. But I think just really putting yourself out there and being a little being a little bit vulnerable and putting your guard down a little bit and that and I'm not telling you to dump money into like some random coin, one, two, three, four, five, there's methods and there's ways that you want to do it. And I talk about that stuff a lot on my channel, but it's more so just putting your guard down a little bit and being open to educating and, and educating yourself. One of the things that I like to, um, that actually helped me a lot is I bought two used books. I bought, um, the idiot's guide to technical analysis and the dummies candlestick and the way that those are written is they're written because I'm not super I don't come from a super I don't have like this crazy education a lot of my stuff is self-taught most of my life like most of my education is street smarts because I had to learn to keep you know learn to survive um but I bought those books because they were super easy to read. And I wanted to learn the basics of technical analysis. And I think I paid like five or 10 bucks for them each. And I would just spend, I was pumping because I had my daughter I was nursing at work. And I would spend 10 minutes on my break and I would just read those books. Or I would like Google Bitcoin, Google blockchain technology. And I always tell my audience, it's okay to Google terms. You don't know what they mean. That's what Google is for. You're here to educate yourself. But if you spend 10 minutes every day educating yourself or learning different things, or maybe you see a crypto project, you're like, this is great. Don't just buy into it because you see somebody talking about it or because you see it on the internet. Just start educating yourself about the entirety of the project. And if you need to Google every darn word on the in the white paper that before investing, then you do that too. But you have to continue to educate yourself every day. And if you don't, if you're not able to understand why you're putting money into something or when you're going to take profit and why you're doing this, then you have no business investing.
0: Absolutely. I love that. So is it true? I've read that you don't like being on camera.
1: I don't, but I am. This is my job. It's so weird. Like you saw me trying to fix my contour (laughs) before. It's so weird.
0: That is awesome. When did, did you, so you started your crypto journey in 2017. Mm -hmm. Did you get in at the top? Hey, that sounds familiar. I bought some XRP in December of 17 at a quarter, watched it run up to $3 and 60 cents. I thought I was going to be a millionaire in 2018 and then uh, in 18, 19 and 20, I well, I didn't lose all of my money because I was able to hold. But I tell people that really the only thing that I did right, for the most part, was invest money that I could leave in the market long term. And everything that I was down on 75, 85, 95 percent on finally came back and, and changed my life when we got you know to the end of 2020. So it sounds like we got started about the same time.
1: Yeah, no, and there's no there's no wrong time to get into crypto. I always think that people should always start read and read the Bitcoin white paper and really understand what that ethos means um, before you start playing with altcoins. Because I love altcoins. I like trading them. I like degenning, like having fun with them. But at the same time, like I understand the risks. I understand if I put money into something, it could go to zero at any time. So if you're somebody new, make sure you read the Bitcoin white paper first, and you understand, you know, what the stuff is, and you also understand that. Um, This is not traditional finance. These are not 401ks. These are not IRAs. I mean, it's awesome that you invested, you were able to invest in XRP and it paid off. But at the same time, you got lucky because we don't know if you know the thing it's going to be around. And again, that's no FUD, no hate to XRP or Ripple or anything like that. But we're look, we have to look at this like a business. We have to look at it as an investment. The difference between crypto and tra- investing in traditional finance is with crypto, you're investing yourself. With traditional finance, you let people pull money out of your paycheck and put in a 401k or an IRA, SCP or whatever um, traditional financial investment vehicle, and you're trusting somebody else, which is kind of crazy. So this is a little bit different. And even now, people that have invested in traditional financial products, their portfolios are apps, they're getting decimated.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So was it 2018 when you started your channel and kind of create, started on this journey of creating content?
1: So I started the channel in 2018 because I was hosting technical analysis meetups and networking meetups, And I wanted to live stream those to my global audience. Cause I was primarily on Twitter. I didn't plan to be a content creator. That was never the plan. I planned to be a, a stay at home mom who was a trader. And then, um, with the YouTube channel, um, I just, I had some friends like, you should post TA stuff. You do really good at it. I was like, okay, fine. Cause I was posting content on Twitter and all the boys liked my content there. So then I started posting content on um, YouTube and then people liked it. So I just, kept doing more and more and more types of stuff. And then it turned into a business and I'm very lucky to be where I am today, but it wasn't planned out. And that just goes to show you don't have to have a plan. You just have to have a want to improve your quality of life. And you have to look at, try to look at things a little bit positively.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So how long did it take you to kind of get a little bit of a foothold and, and for you to, did you spin your wheels at all? Did you feel maybe at any point in time that, that it wasn't going as fast as you would like it, like for it to, to,
1: it's still to this day because I like my analytics compared to the boys are so much different. But if you look at like, there's a place on the YouTube analytics where it shows like other content, people that watch your channel, watch these other channels. I'm There's five or three pages out of 15 channels. I'm the only girl that's there. So my, my numbers are a lot lower than a lot of them. So I feel like that all the time still to this day, um, because, that's just the way finance works. Um, currently, you know, women's channels do a little bit differently than men's and that's okay. That's totally fine. Like I'm not here to tell anybody to watch my channel, but I I do feel like that. And I'm also an overachiever. I like to be very good at my job and I like to do good work. I was the same way in healthcare. So I do feel like that sometimes, but at the same, at the end of the day, I'm very blessed to be here. Um, I happy and I just need to keep looking, um, for the silver lining for different things.
0: Awesome. Well, real quick here, I just wanted to go into the chat and uh thank everybody for being here. Shadrach. Now, this is an interesting collaboration. You know, the the old ba- bald guy and the the young, you know, the young lady probably came from a lot of you know different different things. So yeah, it is an interesting collaboration. Hey, my dad, he's always on my live streams. My dad is here Woo-hoo. saying hello. Nice to have you. Dilemma, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you. Uh, we've also got Luda Kidzy and my beautiful wife is on here reminding people to hit that subscribe and, and and share button. Yeah, this is a great episode, folks, that you're definitely gonna wanna share if you ever wanted to share an episode that's going to be able to help people and maybe give them some hope. Um, you know, Wendy mentioned a little earlier that even herself has a little bit of trouble staying positive during these trying times. So if folks like us that have been around for five years and have been through a bull market, been through a bear market, still have these moments where it's hard to stay up. Um, you know, then you can just imagine new people that are just getting in and that maybe started buying three, four, five months ago, and all they've experienced is pain. So please share this episode. Uh, we got new Batman saying hello, and uh, Johnny Midas. Oh, hey, James Taylor from uh, hey. Group Biz Consulting. This is a great friend of mine right here. He actually lives in Los Angeles too. Lives in Hollywood. And uh, actually, I'm going to do a coaching call with him tomorrow morning. He's one of my business coaches, so glad to have him. But folks, Wendy said that she wasn't going to recommend or tell you that you should watch her channel. So I kind of feel like that is uh, that is my job to do. And so at this time, I am going to share my screen, I think. I'm going to try to share my screen. Where's my share screen button? This is crazy. I use StreamYard all the time. And
1: and I'm not I'm seeing, the same way.
0: I am... That's crazy. There's not a share... I don't see a share screen. Unbelievable.
1: It happens.
0: I'll try try to find them. The next time I ask you a question and you're chatting, I'll see what's going on here. That's crazy. There's usually a share screen right there. Do you see it on your end? Do you see the share screen down towards the bottom of the page where it says mute and settings? I see stop
1: I say stop.com. Oh no, that oh no, stop camera. No, I don't see it. It's okay That's though. Easy. I if I you don't... guys want to follow me, I'd be more than happy yeah. to. You could go to cryptowindio.com. We've got all this stuff over there. We also have a free newsletter, which is really cool. It's a hundred percent funded by me. If you want to really take advantage of the 10 minutes of educating yourself every day, I highly recommend you read the newsletter. We got we my guys talk. I let them I just pay the guys and I let them talk about whatever they want, whatever they're interested in. I got one really text tech, technical um analysis guy does charts. And I got another guy who's super tech smart. Um, so I recommend you guys read those and, um, just research the stuff that they're talking about and help try to understand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was going to pull your channel up. I had it here so that I could share it, But one of the things that I love about Wendy is she's not a one trick pony. She's amazing at technical analysis, but if you go to her page, you're going to see some great interviews. You're also going to see some deep dives on, on some different altcoins. She NMT's even has a too. Yeah, you know, she even has a tutorial on how to create a phantom wallet that I noticed had over five hundred thousand views. So she's 50, got a 000, little. I bit, think. Is it
1: fifty thousand? Yeah, fifty thousand. I, 500. I it's think 50, it's fifty thousand. Yeah. Okay, but maybe, it's still maybe, cool. maybe
0: you're right. It's still cool. Yeah. And then I just signed up for her new her newsletter myself. Um, all of her links are in the description of this video. You can find her on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Definitely uh, check her out. So going back to you know, Having a little bit different time of it, being a woman in this crypto space, um, it sounds like that's made you kind of have to tread the line between putting yourself too far out there and holding back enough to where you feel safe and comfortable
1: well i used to i used to be super conservative like when i first started the channel because and on social media because i kind it was i was i wanted to i don't know that's just what i felt like i needed to do but as time went on i was like you know what f this i'm just gonna be myself and so i just preferred to take more of the shock jock route um the reason why is I'm really just tired of seeing all these polished people and all these polished suits talk about the same crap and regurgitate it. It's just not really helpful to anybody. It's not exciting. Um, it's I can still act like a lady and still be professional, but I'd rather put things in my own words. And one of the things I actually watched the other day that reminded me why I do this is I watched when Dee Snyder went and testified in front of the parent, it was something about the Parents Association back in 1985 about music and about free speech and the reason why that's so important is he walked in as himself um, he looked like this dirty metal guy and back then in the 80s um, all the metal guys and all the rock bands they were frowned upon because they were just so loud or whatever but he basically he wrote this letter and he says you know I'm 30 years old I'm married I have a three-year-old son I don't do drugs I don't drink I don't use um, I talk about I love God I you know I'm a fan of Jesus and I write about things that I'm all passionate about and we don't need you to censor us and it just he it was so cool for him to walk in like that while everybody else was in suits. And I, I, I think that's, I, I like that. I've got tattoos. I try to just be myself all the time because we see so many polished people on TV and they're just kind of giving us terrible information. And they're forced, I feel like they're pushing this narrative that we need to um, just follow what they do. And I don't want you to follow or listen or hear what, what I want you guys to do is I want you guys to hear what I say, but don't listen to me or actually, yeah, don't listen to me. Listen to yourself
0: yeah, I love that. you know, so many all of us YouTubers always kind of have to put that, you know, this is not financial advice. Do but it's your more own than,
1: research. but it's more than just financial advice. it's more it's it's more of like because I talk about lots of different news stories and a lot of different regulations that are coming into play. And just because I'm not with a certain regulation doesn't mean that that regulation might not be good for you. So hear what I say, but listen to yourself, and that basically means to listen to other people or excuse me, to hear other people, hear their perspectives. One of the things I used to do in healthcare, because I worked at the largest HIV AIDS nonprofit. And when people think about HIV AIDS, they think about a particular group, but it's actually not a particular group. It's a large group. It's a large group of a lot of different, people from all over the place because that's something that doesn't discriminate. And I had to learn to not judge a book by its cover and to hear every single client's story that came in because I wouldn't be able to help them if I didn't listen to what they had to say or I didn't hear them. So I think that that by just find, getting your information from one source, you're, it's going to be detrimental to your growth as a human. And at the end of the day, you're here in crypto, you're watching this, you're, you're subscribed to Brad, to Infinite Crypto, because you want to improve your quality of life. And you're not going to be able to improve your quality of life if you just get your information from one source, get it from different sources, and then make a decision after you've sat down, you've removed emotions, you've calmed yourself, you've written down what your goals, your hopes are, your plan is. And then you can act after you've had used that critical thinking. Cause if you're just doing things without critically thinking, then you're, you're not going to get, you're not going to be from, you're not, you'll never move from point A to point B.
0: Absolutely folks. I hope those of you that are watching this will go back and rewatch that last couple of minutes. It's so valuable because I agree 1000%. What I was starting to say is we all as YouTubers are kind of have to put out that disclaimer, but most of us or a lot of, a lot of the YouTubers out there It's just, they only say it because it's something that they have to say. They don't really mean it. And folks, it's so important to to do what Wendy just mentioned. Like you have to get in there and educate yourself and do your own due diligence. Yeah, listen to her and take her ideas and then think about them yourself. But you got to own it. You know, they say that that successful people live a life of responsibility and unsuccessful people live a life of blame. And I think the other thing that the other way that you could just say what Wendy said was take responsibility for your own investments, take responsibility for what you're doing. Don't let any of us YouTubers just, you know, blindly follow any of us. So thank you very much. Cause I think that's maybe one of the most important things that you will say on the show today. Thank you.
1: Well, another thing too, is like, you can even apply that to corporate America. Most people watching may have, may have jobs in corporate America or have had them before. And you, you have to take responsibility for your actions. Like you can walk into the office one day and feel nasty. And if you choose to continue to feel nasty the entire day, other people are going to feed off of that energy and you're probably going to have a bad day. But if you go in there and you decide, you know what, I'm going to turn my attitude around or I'm going to try to turn my attitude around. You've made the conscious decision to not play to, 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 To to change the trajectory of the day and then be accountable for your actions and critically think like, hey, if I go in nasty, people are probably not going to want to help me do things. Or if I go unhappy, people are more likely to be nice to me. So and, and that'll help productivity in the office. It'll help a whole different load of things.
0: Absolutely. I agree. And I want to address a couple of quick comments in here. One positive one positive, and one not as positive. Okay. And uh, this is the first time I've had to address a comment like this. So I hope I don't screw it up. But Madman, this is exactly the kind of stuff that we don't need, brother. Man, I appreciate you being here and being on the stream. But this is the stuff that she has to put up with. On a daily basis, that really she shouldn't have to just because she's a woman that's uh, in the crypto space and helping people to become successful. This is exactly the kind of stuff that we don't need, man. So please don't put any more comments in there. If you want, she should ask you more, if you have a
1: spicy link.
0: Yeah, exactly. I haven't had one person in over a year ask me if I have a spicy link, man. So let's be, uh, you know, let's be a little bit more respectful than that, please. The second comment here is by Dicky Mo, and I think this is an interesting question. So, would you say that when influencers talk about Bugattis, going to Dubai, Bitcoin, going to the moon, is that a sign to stay away from them, or what do you what do you think about that, Wendy?
1: I mean, it, I'm not. I don't like censorship. I don't really like cancel culture a whole lot. If you if you if you can pull apart the BS, then and actually learn something. If you're if you're, it, it really depends. If you're getting value for somebody, then keep then keep doing, then keep watching. If you're not getting value or if it's not doing anything good for you, then maybe consider getting your information from elsewhere. Cause I don't want to say like, no, stay away from those people. Cause they might be like half entertainment and half good stuff. You never know. So it just kind of depends.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And I kind of add for me, I believe it's very important in life to find people that have what you want and then listen to them. So if somebody legitimately earned all of those things, they have them and they're kind of using it as a way to motivate you, then I think there could be some value in listening and figuring out what they did. Now, if they're just renting a Bugatti for the day and standing in front of it, and they just got a bunch of fluff and they don't have any substance, then I'm with you. You probably want to you know, stay away from them. You can usually tell fairly quickly through these interviews and the different things that we do, who out there is genuine, who out there really has done something good in their life, but now they're trying to pay it forward and share it with others versus somebody that's just out there trying to greedily grab up as much as they can and they don't care about you. So I would say, look for people that you feel like care about you genuinely and and stick with them and stay away from the ones that just seem like they're in it and it's all about themselves. I agree. So when when you started investing, how did like your journey a little bit? So you started off in like Bitcoin, Ethereum, slowly meandered into altcoins. Now you're into everything. How did that How did that journey kind of look for you?
1: Yeah. So I what what ended up happening was is I actually I. Well, I was holding my daughter, she was crying and screaming because she was a little teeny baby at that time. Um, but I started with Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin because that was all that was on Coinbase. I was it. So I bought like mostly Bitcoin. I think it was a thousand dollars worth. I bought like a thousand of Bitcoin or like five hundred of Bitcoin, maybe like two fifty of or whatever, and then some Ethereum Litecoin. Not financial advice, don't do that. Do not diversify <laughs> your portfolio that way. The reason why is I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I kind of started with that and then um I then I put a little bit more money in to start trading altcoins. And then I started doing well, but I was a Bitcoin bag holder because I bought it like 17,000. And yeah, I bought from 7,000 to 17,000 because I didn't know. Um, but then I started playing with alts and I started doing pretty decent with that. And, and then I started getting other jobs in the industry. Like I had companies that would want me to do events for them. And I've done a lot of consulting behind the scenes. So I've been pretty lucky with that. Um, but I didn't, really start doing well until like the bull run came. Cause I was still in school. Um, so I had, I had that going for me and I was pretty busy with that, but I was still trading like on the side and stuff, which was fun. And it, I did pretty decent for myself. So yay.
0: That's awesome. It sounds like, you know, you and BitBoy Crypto are pretty close. That's actually how we met was, you know, on BitBoy Crypto's around the blockchain. He, mm-hmm. he says that you guys met kind of back in the beginning of your journeys. How did that come about? How did you meet Ben? And have you guys kind of been friends all the way through these last few year, years and kind of bouncing ideas off of each other and kind of helping each Whoa. other get through the tough times?
1: Well, no, we've had, we've been friends for a long time because we have the same group of friends. So we've always, we just kind of stayed in contact and we we're content creators. And he's helped me a lot, like kind of like different tactics to kind of like help grow with my channel to make my content better because I stutter a lot. And that's because I've got ADHD. So my, like, like all these thoughts come to my mind. So he and I've just been friends. We've always been cool. Um, I make it a point to always um have a big network of people that I could always tap into
0: that's awesome. My, I have a a 19 year old daughter that's, that's had a stuttering uh, issue her whole life. I'm going to definitely have her come back and watch this. Was there anything that you did to kind of, cause I haven't noticed you stutter once in this whole interview. So is there anything that you did to overcome that? Or is it just,
1: it's mostly because I think so. Like I have, there's so many thoughts going through my mind. So it depends. Sometimes I have good days. Sometimes I have bad days. It depends how stressed out I am. Um, so I don't think I have like a. I, I do stutter, but it's not like I haven't been diagnosed with it, but I know it's from the ADHD I have because there's just so much going on up there and I can't get it out and I can't, sometimes it's hard for me to piece it together. So it just, I think it's more so about taking a step back and not rushing and it's okay to take your time. So I have to remind myself as that as a 30 year old.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Once again, you know, I think people can just see, your heart, they can see your genuineness. And that, you know, when you step out of that comfort zone and you do things like this is when I think you can really impact, you know, a lot of people and, you know, 175,000 subs on your, on your YouTube, roughly, I don't know exactly how many followers on TikTok, but I know it's a bunch.
1: We're 700,000 globe, like a global audience, I think
0: that is amazing. A statistic that blew me away. It might be a little bit different now. I don't know when the article that I looked at was, but it mentioned like 40% of your following or your viewers are female. Is that still No, that correct? changed
1: that that okay. was on TikTok and that changed. So, okay. yeah, that ended up changing unfortunately. Um but it is what it is and I'm just happy that I've, you know, I I have I've had women come up to me and thank me for being around and it just makes me happy to be able to know that I'm making a difference hopefully in a good way and um I'm just very grateful for everything that I have and yeah.
0: I still think you have probably a bigger lit woman following than ninety nine percent of the of the YouTubers out there. I know that when I look at my analytics, I'm very very sad that there's not I mean I, like maybe half of one percent um, are actually females that follow my channel. So maybe I'll get lucky and pick up a few subscribers <laughs> from from, from I your hope channel. But so. I think, I, I think I hope that's so amazing.
1: Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: I was curious, have you ever, one of the questions that I always ask my viewers, that kind of came up a few interviews ago, you already mentioned the book, The Secret. I was just wondering, I've got some other books that I love, and I always ask everybody that comes onto my show if they've read these books or not. So when I mention the names of these books, will you just tell us yes or no, if you've read them? So the okay. first book that I'm going to ask you if you've read is uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon
1: Hill. Um, I have not read it, but I've heard of it.
0: Okay. Uh, what about How to Win Friends and Influence People by Andrew Carnegie?
1: I haven't read it, but I've heard of it, and um, I want to. I want to read that one.
0: Okay. And what about Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki?
1: Not nope. interested okay. in that. I'm more of yeah. a. I actually I like to listen to audiobooks. Um okay. and I do. I used to listen to Dave Ramsey a lot, a lot, okay. a
0: lot, a lot. Awesome. Do you like Dave Ramsey?
1: I do. I like, so th- this goes back to my, my theory. My theory is hear what people say and listen to yourself and I, and make sure to go listen to a lot of different people. I would listen to Dave Ramsey on my ride home because it was like two hours. So I would pick things that made sense for me. Like, cause he says, never have a credit card, never have credit card debt. But I remember me and, um, me and my partner, we had gone to Hawaii. And we went to why we wanted to rent a car. We couldn't rent a car because we didn't have credit cards because we both had bad credit that we had fixed, but we didn't have credit cards. There's like no credit cards, but we're like, Mm -hmm. that sucks. Like we wanted to rent a car and we couldn't do it. So we decided we're like, you know what? We're going to get credit cards when we come home. And we ended and we ended up getting credit cards. We never keep a balance on them, but um, it's nice to have just in case emergency. So that's just an example of um, that's just an example of, you know, picking things that make sense for you from him awesome. or different people.
0: Right. That makes sense. I do think if you go read Think and Grow Rich and How to Win Friends and Influence People, it'll be interesting because you're going to find, I believe, that you already do and have in your mindset a lot of the stuff that those books talks about. And that's why you've been able to do what you do. Like I would have bet obscene amount of money that you had read for How to Win Friends and Influence People because you do it so well. You really, you really have it mastered, even though you've never read the book.
1: Well, it's partially because I have a lot of life experience. Again, I worked in healthcare, HIV, AIDS, and my job was making sure my clients were adherent they took their medication and they were seeing their doctors. They were doing things that they needed to do that were positive for their health. And I wasn't able to help them unless they let me help them. And that was part of them coming in and articulating what they needed or on the phone, not getting frustrated and them telling me, and also me learning about their, their lives, their life stories. Um, and different things like that. And uh, I also learned that you don't know how bad of a day or time people are having. So always be kind. Um, and, and, and to always do that. And I'm glad that I've, I'm glad that I had that. It was a hard job too. Very, very, very hard job. Cause I wasn't always, cause when you, when people come into a doctor's office or medical facility, they're there because they're sick. It's not because they feel good. So a lot of times they come in nasty. Um, but my job wasn't to discriminate against them because they were in a bad mood. It was to make sure that they felt safe and cozy and happy and to make sure that I did my job and I got them their stuff. So I had to learn to talk to people from different backgrounds and it's not just one type of people. It's all people from all different areas.
0: Right. Goes back to, you know, one of my favorite sayings is people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I love it. Okay, let's go. We got another question here. I'm curious to hear. I'm going to let you you tackle it first and then I'm curious. I'm going to weigh in on it too, but I'd love to hear your your initial thoughts on this. A majority of viewers live paycheck to paycheck and will never own enough Bitcoin to acquire wealth. Would you say that buying altcoins is the best way to acquire wealth? Not financial advice, of course.
1: So the first piece of information there is that live the paycheck to paycheck you have to figure out how to stop living from paycheck to paycheck. And buying Bitcoin is not gonna fix that. Buying altcoins is not gonna fix that. If you're somebody that's living paycheck to paycheck and you do not have disposable income, you might wanna consider um, learning on on how to budget first and learning the history of money and that type of stuff. And I'm not telling you what to do. You can do whatever you want to do. But if you are in a place like living paycheck to paycheck isn't a good feeling. And I know sometimes it's hard to get out of that. Um sometimes side hustles work, sometimes that doesn't, sometimes networking works, sometimes there's all different things that you can do. But I highly recommend um start educating yourself on budgeting and maybe and maybe go through, maybe you're paying $10, an extra $10 a month for something that you don't need, like a Netflix subscription that you're not using. I don't know. I don't know your personal business. Um, so you might want to consider nixing that, or maybe for your job, maybe you need an additional certification or a training to make a little bit more money look into that. But the point, you don't want to, you're not going to stop living paycheck to paycheck by investing in Bitcoin or altcoins. You have to really take a step back and look at the entire situation. And then once you get on a bu- like a budget, then maybe start to determine what you want to do. But also too, like the a lot of people get confused and they think that the market owes them. The market doesn't owe you anything. Bitcoin doesn't owe you anything. Altcoins don't owe you anything. Um, it's You're the one that has to make the conscious choice. Like I've made a lot of money with altcoins and I've also, also lost a lot of money with altcoins. So I highly recommend and um, getting getting your finances in order, however it is, you need to do that, and then um, then consider what makes sense for you. And again, my risk tolerance is different than your risk tolerance. The same with my, me and Brad's very very different. So just make sure whatever it is you're doing makes sense for you. I one of the things I love, I love having an old spiral bound notebook by me. And before I want to invest in something, I say, why am I investing in this? What's the time frame? When am I taking profit? How much do I want to lose? How long do I want to hold all of these things? Or what are the pros? What are the cons? And then making a decision that way. And then maybe coming back the next day or the next month and then investing in it because I have a clear and concise mind and I can articulate why I want to do these things.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. I wish I could jump up and dance around my desk. You know what I love oh. the most about that response, Wendy? Hmm. At the very end, you mentioned it briefly, but you talked that whole time and you never said one thing about Bitcoin or altcoins. It was all about the mindset, folks. And that's why I love this channel. I love YouTube and sharing this with you. So I want to go back you know, here to the question. The majority of viewers live paycheck to paycheck. Well, folks, as Wendy said, you got to get out of that mentality. I'm very big on using the right words when I talk. I'm not perfect. I catch myself, you know, making mistakes, but like I've pretty much forbidden myself. I never say I cannot afford it because folks, when you say I cannot afford it, you turn off your imagination. You turn off your subconscious mind always tries to prove you right. That's something that the book, The Secret, that she talked about earlier will will teach you your subconscious mind if you say i can't afford it it will give you all of the reasons why you can't afford it but the second that you just change one word and change i can't into how everything changes how can i afford it and all of a sudden your subconscious mind goes to work figuring out how can you afford it you know i say a lot of people make their living from 9 to 5 you're going to make your fortune from five till bedtime folks. So instead of coming home and watching Netflix for three or four hours, start getting onto YouTube and start educating yourself. So I just mirror, I didn't even need to say anything else because Wendy said it so perfectly. But folks, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, there's a lot of ways to around that, you know, garage sales on the weekend. Um, I know some people that go around and just buy up stuff at garage sales, then they resell it on OfferUp and, you know, on Craigslist and different stuff. There's ways. And remember, folks, I don't know Wendy's whole story, but my mentor, the reason I'm involved in crypto is my mentor invested $9,500 and turned it into $2.2 Now I'm not saying that that's possible for everybody. I'm not saying that it's possible in the next bull run, but it is possible to turn a few thousand dollars into 50,000 or a hundred thousand or maybe even a few hundred thousand. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck, a hundred thousand dollars in the bank is life-changing. So Mm -hmm. $50 here, a hundred dollars there, you know, $200 here, you know, instead of taking your income tax return and using it for a vacation, Delayed gratification for a, a little bit. Take you know one year off from a vacation and invest that for five or six thousand dollars, and and so on and so forth. Where there's a will, there's always a way. But that's why I love having people like you on the show. I didn't know ahead of time, but I was pretty sure that you would say some stuff like you just said that would be amazing and add value um, yeah. to the community. So you know, thank you for that. It's amazing. Um, like I said, success leaves clues and most of us that have had success in crypto feel very similar in a lot of in a lot of different ways. So let's I think we've given them a bunch of meat and some things to chew on. Let's have a little bit of fun. Once again, not financial advice, but just, you know, how how are you feeling about the current um conditions are you doing any DCAing right now are you just holding your capital back thinking that we're going to put you know potentially capitulate down to 14 12 10 do you think we're i have we're limit orders set all down? the way
1: down i have limit orders set all the way down to ninety five hundred dollars. um if we get to 95 if we get there great if not that's fine if i get some bids filled great if not that's fine too um i have a decent amount of bitcoin and ethereum that i am holding for the next bull run um but I still do think we will see a big drop later on, and I could be wrong. And if I am, that's fine. It's all part of playing the market, and no trader or investor is ever 100% correct. Um, the name of the game is beating the market and um, doing the best you can.
0: Awesome. Would you be willing to take 30 seconds to explain to folks exactly what a limit order is and and why you did that?
1: Yeah. So a limit order is basically looking at uh, is setting b- bids to buy or, or sells or bids to sell um, at specific s- set values. Like for example, you can set limit orders 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, all the way down to 10K. And the reason why you do that is because you want to dictate the m- where how, how much you buy. At those prices if you're just dollar cost averaging and you're buying whatever the market wants you to buy at whatever prices so let's say bitcoin ends up let's say for example you have a dollar cost your dollar cost averaging every week um friday (laughs) at at noon well guess what for some reason bitcoin pumps to thirty thousand dollars on Friday at noon and then dumps 20 minutes later back down to 20K or 25K. Well, you're already in an underwater position. So just for me, it doesn't work for me to set um to dollar cost average. I prefer to set limit orders. But again, that's my business.
0: I love that. Is Do you also do that? Because I know that Bitcoin kind of been trading kind of sideways and in a fairly tight range. But I've experienced over the last several years, multiple times where I went to bed at night and then woke up the next morning and while I was asleep, it did one of these, well, you can't see one of these straight down and then had rebounded quite a bit. So I call them stink orders where like maybe they're not. I
1: I would love for those to get hit
0: absolutely yeah. so that's that's one of the other benefits of doing that folks is that if the market goes down while you're asleep you don't miss it if bitcoin runs all the way down to $10,000 while we're asleep tonight but then rebounds back up to 17 or 18,000 by the time we wake up if you don't have these limit orders in place you just miss the opportunity so i think that's that's a great strategy like you said it's not for everybody uh, but it's definitely something to you know to highly consider and to study into i believe Yes. Do you do you invest at all into any any altcoins or NFTs?
1: I might do, but I'd rather not talk about those. I, I'm I only time I bring those up to my audience is when they, uh, they request me to chart them or if we're covering a news story regarding that. Um, the reason why is, and like I'll, I talk about altcoins on my channel, um, like when I make content and stuff like that. Um, but the reason why it's just I don't want people to think that I'm an oracle because I'm not. And I have again, a lot of this stuff I've had for quite some time. I've already taken my profit, and my initial investment out.
0: Okay. So you're not taking a whole lot of your current income and and putting it into things at not this yet. time, you're you're happier to just kind of hold what you have.
1: Yeah, for right now, yes. But that will change as the market progresses.
0: Okay, cool. Do you see yourself owning cryptocurrency over the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years? I hope so. Yeah. If uh you know, are are Bitcoin and Ethereum still, in your opinion, the the two I mean, nothing's safe, but are they the the safest? uh, Bitcoin is safer than Ethereum
1: at this time after the merge, in my opinion. Okay. I love it. I love it.
0: Is there anything else that you'd like to add? I want to be respectful of your time. I know we've been going here for about 45 minutes. Um, I definitely want to have everybody, you know, go go join uh, uh, Wendy O. Check out her socials. Get on her TikTok. Get on her Twitter. Uh, Get on her YouTube. Um, Is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience or any any motivational what do we got today's what tuesday any motivational go oh, eat some ramen? delicious
1: tacos and make sure you buy them not from chipotle but from a small mom and pop shop if you can support entrepreneurs sm- support small businesses in your community volunteer your time at a local community center um but realistically if you guys want to um you guys like what you heard you can more than welcome to follow me on my socials crypto um twitter tiktok instagram facebook youtube all over the place and just smile at somebody today, just do an act of kindness. And Brad, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And I do have to go get my baby right now.
0: (laughs) All right. You guys have a fantastic day. Thank you all for watching. Thank you so much for Wendy. It was really a pleasure having you on the show and I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Take care. God bless.
1: You too.